So uh, this is it. This is our season finale. It's it's hard to believe that we've been doing this all year. It's been quite a ride. One year, we are already excellent at this. <laughs> we have yes, we have nothing to learn <laughs> no. to make us better podcasters. Nope, <laughs> this is our peak. I didn't think of it that way. (laughs) Welcome to Find Laws, Don't Judge Me, the show about the law in real life. I'm Laura Temme, and I'm joined once again by Andy Leonetti. Happy Festivus, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) I should have known you were going to go with a sign called reference. Uh, Who else we got here? Joe Bobwish. I totally want to air our grievances right now. Can we do that? I have a grievance, but I'll get to it in a second. <laughs> um, and Allie Marshall. Yeah, no, I like this idea. Hello, everybody. Let's get the Festivus poll. <laughs> so my, I'm look, I'm not going to say that I'm the most dedicated Don't Judge Me host, but I am recording on my day off. So I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> oh. Are we supposed to feel bad now? Oh. Yeah, note to the listeners, Laura volunteered. (laughs) There's a gold star in the mail, Laura. Oh, perfect. Okay. That's really all I wanted. That's all I've ever needed. (laughs) Um, So for this episode, we thought, you know, after so many months of being so serious all the time, (laughs) we'd um, have some fun and do a bit of a Lawyers Gone Wild episode uh, to wrap up our, you know, wild 2020 Yeah, uh, I think there were plenty of lawyers behaving badly this year. (laughs) Or what did you say? Lawyers gone wild? I'm going to say lawyers behaving badly. I mean, I think, uh, yeah. It's all the the same, They go hand in hand, for sure. (laughs) Um, And I think I want to start us off uh, with probably the MVPs of (laughs) lawyers gone wild of 2020. I... I want to discuss the uh, what I guess the the four headed monster <laughs> that's been lovingly self dubbed the Kraken. Oh God. Um, <laughs> Why do they call themselves the Kraken? Does anybody know? Um, I mean, I know what well, the, yeah. I know what a Kraken is. Oh, I don't. What is it? Isn't it sci-fi? It's a monster. Uh, it's a monster from the ocean. Oh, yeah. Yes. Is this a sponge? This is. Do I know this because of SpongeBob? Summoned Major. by, um, I don't know, by Neptune, mm-hmm. right? In like Clash of the Titans. Ah, okay, yeah. So maybe um, Percy Jackson. You know, the the remake. You probably you probably know the Kraken Alley because of the remake where that commercial was shown over and over again of Liam Neeson going, "Release the Kraken." Yeah, maybe. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you for the the references. Um, All of that is staying in, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> of course. <yeah>. So. <laughs> The Kraken is the uh, cadre of uh, charlatans cosplaying as lawyers who <laughs> did who did everything possible to self sabotage President Trump's mission to overturn the results of the election <laughs> in the courts. Um, the team of uh, Rudy Giuliani, Jenna Ellis, Sidney Powell, and Lynn Wood. Now, before one of them sends me here, actually, here's this. And sends me a threatening letter because <laughs> uh, some of these attorneys are known to do, have been known to do this over the last few weeks. I think the term, I think the name came from Sidney Powell. 
related to some form of evidence that she was gathering, you know, about the Dominion voting machines being controlled by Venezuela to change vote totals and whatever. And this, this revealing of the evidence she was going, it was dubbed releasing the Kraken. Oh, okay. And now in Powell and Wood's desire to like turn themselves into celebrities, they've now embraced hashtag the Kraken. Okay. Yada, yada. Um, I don't know how much lower you can get than these four. Uh, I think, I mean, at, at times I feel sorry for the president because I feel like they are soaking him for a ton of money mm-hmm. in billable hours. Uh, speaking specifically about uh, Giuliani and Ellis, who are still uh, affiliated with the campaign. Mm-hmm. Um like after we had the four seasons total landscaping debacle, <laughs> I still um, when I saw that headline, I thought it was the Onion. I really did. <laughs> it's been hard know, to this, tell what's a real headline and what's the Onion this year. I'm not. I yeah. mean, honestly. <laughs> yeah, and then we had Giuliani further beclown himself at that bonkers two-hour press conference at RNC headquarters, which... Is that the one where he had black goo running down his face? Yeah. Yeah, which, which, was, cap, which was capped off by his fresh hair... by his fresh hair dye job running down his face. You know, I would think for what his uh, hourly rate is, he could afford better hair dye, but... He, he wasn't even the worst of that <laughs> press conference. That was... Uh, Sidney Powell really stood apart at that press conference when she started unveiling... Uh, the theories about Venezuela and the ghost of Hugo Chavez and <laughs> blah, 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 that she was so bad that the Trump campaign had to quickly distance themselves from her. Mm-hmm. And but a wild eyed, raving Rudy Giuliani <laughs> was, you know, kept on retainer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I just oh, wow. I, I, I just remember watching that that press conference and thinking that anyone sweating that much is either lying or has the coronavirus and either way it's not good and Which it we turned then out that he to had learn. the coronavirus <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so <laughs> a little from column a a little from column b right so yeah so it's just sort of a well was i wrong <laughs> yeah yeah you know though well sorry this is kind of I mean, it's not as a, a funny of a point because some of the stuff is really hysterical. However, it does raise a really interesting um, discussion about how far attorneys can go or willing to go or able to go when maybe the uh, claims of their clients are, are so specious, right? Like, how do mm-hmm. you, even if you do have the ob- obligation to represent your client um, to the best of your ability under the law, you know, all of that. And sometimes you won't agree with them, but how hard is it to advocate for somebody when you don't believe what it is that they're, you know what I mean? You have no factual Mm -hmm. support. You don't like, how do you do that successfully? At some point there might be, I would think a limit that you just can't anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'll say, yeah, they're still going. Right. Sidney Powell and Lynn Wood are still filing frivolous lawsuit after frivolous lawsuit. I'll give a shout out here to uh, Reuters uh, legal correspondent, Brad Heath. I don't know the guy. He (laughs) is a coworker of ours. 
but this guy is doing tireless work documenting all of the filings in all the courts across the country and kind of interpreting rulings into plain English and stuff. Brad Heath is doing is doing yeoman's work in the face <laughs> of uh, this legal team's. Uh, what are they now? Like one for six, one for sixty or something yeah, like that, or one for fifty nine. I don't know. No, this is kind of does raise some legitimate issues, though, Allie. I mean, I've seen all over people going as far as to call for their disbarment mm-hmm. for ta- for filing these these lawsuits. And uh, I actually wrote a blog on this that you can read on finelaw.com because uh, <laughs> I'm worried a little bit about opening a Pandora's box and targeting some of these lawyers yep. Yep. to, you know, at least to that extent. I mean, mm-hmm. like everything that Andy said about uh, frivolous lawsuits is absolutely true. And Andy, you're right to make fun of them for it. Um, but, you know, sometimes I think maybe we can go a little bit a step too far because everybody does deserve representation. So there yeah. are some legitimate issues here. Totally. And I had my, my husband asked me in the, the other day about this. He said, well, you know, can't they take action against the lawyers if they're filing claims and something isn't valid? I'm like, well, sure. But man, you really don't want to do that very often. I mean, it has to be mm-hmm. a pretty egregious case. And in this case, you, you want those claims, even if without merit to be at least dismissed, um, after having gone through the process so that they could have at least that level of play in court. Mm -hmm. Funny that you say that because just today in a filing to the, to the U S Supreme court, Sidney Powell and (laughs) her Kraken team told the Supreme court in a filing today that uh, the slates of alternate electors from, you know, who voted for the president have received the endorsement of state legislatures in Arizona and Wisconsin, which is not at all true, which is a lie because the legislatures in those states did absolutely no such thing. And they did not transmit an alternate contested slate of electors to the national archives. It's just, it's, it's, it's a lie. <laughs> it's it's hard to know sometimes with these filings what is willful and what is just they don't know what right. the hell they're doing. Yeah. Because um, maybe maybe they prepared it before uh, Monday and then just didn't go back and fix it. Or, or you know, because, I mean, obviously that's a stupid thing to say. Uh, you know, <laughs> I haven't read it, so I don't know. Any, but, like. Like the Supreme Court isn't going to know, like, you know. Right. So, I, yeah. I, so I'm guessing that kind of stuff is more indicative of their legal skill than bad intention. But that's just, I'm just speculating. I don't know what else to say about any of these four attorneys other than, you know, I don't know if we should discuss the fart or not. <laughs> I think we have to. Yeah, I think for we sure. have to talk about the fart. That's really the most offensive part of all of this. I, I can't believe we waited this long to bring it up. Well, we dedicated a good amount of time to the Supreme Court toilet flush back at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. So I think we do need to talk about the fart. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Legal, legal discussions aside <laughs> in his up until now, Don Quixote esque <laughs> quest on behalf of the president. <laughs> Uh, 
Rudy has been appearing in these sort of hearings in front of state legislators uh, who are sympathetic that to the idea that um, some sort of mass fraud took place. Some under the extremely bad faith guise of uh, just asking questions and some who are just all in on it. Um, and in one of those appearances, Rudy was kind of in the middle of an angry rant and <laughs> he let loose with allegedly <laughs> no there was no allegedly. allegedly someone i'm just saying someone farted and the mic picked it up we don't know for sure who it was but jenna knows okay <laughs> yeah. there was there was I no was, doubt jenna in jenna's mind I was trying to think of, I was trying to quickly think of a legal euphemism and Laura cut to the chase, mercifully. It was the, it was speaking of airing of grievances. Oh God. Oh no. Somebody check on Rudy Giuliani, please. Oh, oh, the man is not well. But, you know, lawyers have a job to do and sometimes it's not pretty. I mean, sometimes it isn't something that you would want to get behind. (laughs) (laughs) So many many puns right now. (laughs) You didn't even try to do that, did you? I didn't try the behind one, but that works. (laughs) So, yeah, I would um, I would say that I would hesitate to call them like lawyers gone wild. I know this is a, in part a political opinion um, when we sort of judge their actions, but as lawyers, um, you know, people even with claims that you might not agree with have the right to representation in day in court. So. Uh, Allie's, <laughs> Allie's right. It, the other important thing is that it's, it's one thing to, represent somebody you don't agree with but then there's also the duty of candor and that's where we kind of yeah you know right and so but like joe said it's hard to know if without being inside somebody's head it is hard to know if someone knows that they're not telling the truth or if they just don't know what they're doing well sometimes too it's a matter of perspective i mean yes facts are facts and you can have things um that are pretty certain but there are there is something to be said for um, for a difference of perspective and that it makes it, you know, depending on how you view those facts or interpret them. Um, anyway, that, because I think in practice, it's it's not as easy as that. That's all yeah. I'm saying. In mm-hmm. practice, it just isn't. No, you're right. I'm, you're right. I'm not defending. I'm not defending <laughs> anybody. I'm just saying. <laughs> This yeah, is take it we, to 4chan, Allie. Come on. <laughs> we, we always need you to keep us grounded before we just go completely insane. <laughs> well, I think we should uh, go next to another group of attorneys that I think we'll all get warm fuzzies over. And uh, that's America's couple, the oh. McCloskeys. Oh, America's oh boy. couple? America's <laughs> couple. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the, the two brave heroes who uh, I believe you defended. mean America's couple. Yeah, yeah. I, I do. Yeah, so I, I think they have to make the list, and that's a good transition from some of the since they appeared at the Republican National Convention. I think this is the the next step. Um, 
Yeah, so as we all know, the McCloskeys uh, went out onto their lawn as protesters passed by their house in a peaceful demonstration. And they thought it would be a good time to bring out the guns. Uh, not not metaphorical guns. Uh, they're they're actual guns. Yeah. Um, they claim to this day that they were they had a reasonable fear for their safety. Um, the protesters were not on their lawn. They were mm-hmm. not in their house. They were not doing anything. But um, the McCloskeys still argued that uh, they were in danger and completely justified. Um, there's actually been some developments in this case. Uh, the prosecutor who ended up charging them criminally mm-hmm. has been dismissed from the case, uh, basically because the judge said that she was she used it to her political advantage, and so she's mm. actually been dismissed from the case. So it's not clear oh, that wow. they're going. Yeah, it's not clear that they're actually going to face a trial or any kind of. Well, yeah, and their speech at the RNC, too, where they kept talking about the safety of the suburbs and whatever. I'm just going to say this again. The McCloskeys live smack dab in the middle of city mm-hmm. of the city of St. Louis. They do not live anywhere close yep. to a suburb. I don't know. I could talk for a long time about that whole situation, but I think it's probably all already been said. Um but I mean, yeah, as as an attorney, I'm not sure if attorneys should be celebrities to begin with. And I, <laughs> they probably shouldn't be a, become celebrities. You know, I, I think if, if you're going to become a celebrity, I'm not sure if it should be because you were wielding a gun barefoot on your front lawn. There were some excellent memes that came out of that incident. Oh, yeah. The memes yeah. were fantastic. But once you're memed. Can you ever be taken seriously in a courtroom? <laughs> well, yeah, again? I mean that's an interesting question. You know, if, is is this going to increase their business, de- decrease their business? I, I I don't know. I think it'll be a wash. Well, the thing is, though, they're personal injury attorneys, and you could see that. I mean, if they do go to trial, that adds a whole complicating factor to what they're trying to accomplish. Because yeah, that, I mean, you, you have to consider if they're going to immediately turn off some people on the jury if, if you're injured in an accident. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, so, yeah, they, they definitely made their life a little bit more complicated. But, you know, sadly, they're not the only attorneys who are threatening violence lately. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm referring, of course, to, to uh, Joe <laughs> DiGenova, who uh, this also ties back to Andy's part. He's also... Uh, you know, was is Ugh. saying the election was fraudulent. <laughs> and he was so mad at Chris Krebs, who was the former director of cybersecurity and infrastructure, um, that he said that he should be, and I quote, drawn and quartered, taken out at dawn and shot. He said this on a radio station. Now, for uh, all, all people who are not attorneys out there, Threatening violence is not a good legal strategy. And I think if you find yourself saying things like that, um, you should probably maybe take a deep breath and think about what you're saying, because this is insane. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, he's he is facing consequences for this, which is deserved um, because you just can't do that as yeah. an attorney. You just have to be under control. 
however strongly you, you believe in something, um, whatever point you're trying to make, this is this is unacceptable behavior. Yeah. Sorry, law and order doesn't include vigilante street right. justice. Right. And drawing and quartering is not an approved method of execution <laughs> in the United States anymore. So you can't even make that yeah, argument. That is true. <laughs> no, that when I when I heard about this, I was just floored because yeah. I, I, I mean, it's just such a lack of professionalism, and mm-hmm. it's just surprising that somebody can't control their emotion. I mean, I get playing to an audience. I get saying, you know, outlandish things if you're on a radio show to to kind of garner attention. But yeah, um, you know, wh- what are you thinking? Yeah, it again falls just into the umbrella of. A lawyer who has gotten a little bit of taste of celebrity and, you know, decide whether you want to be an attorney or a pundit and pick mm-hmm. your lane and, you know, spare the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so getting back to uh, Joe mentioned memes earlier, and I want to do a, a sort of a variation of it. I think we all know the Florida man. You know, because of the state's sunshine laws, we get to hear about a lot more crazy antics coming out of Florida. They usually involve reptiles, amphetamines, or both. Um, actually, my, my personal favorite, before I get to the Florida lawyers, I do want to tell you my favorite Florida man this year was Florida man hospitalized after iguana runs into bike causing crash. <laughs> 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 it's like that's the most Florida headline I've ever heard. And so for it's a big for iguana. this I know. Or a small bike. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> it's just like a little tricycle or something. <laughs> I don't know how I don't know how big iguanas are. I've never seen one. <laughs> but I, I wanted to talk about Florida lawyers today because um they have also done the Florida man meme proud. Uh so first up and I, I wrote headlines for them, too. Oh, nice. <laughs> so first up, we have Florida lawyer charged with extorting former NFL player. Has anybody heard about this? I Very do. Nice. I remember that one. Yeah. Yeah. So attorney William A. Dean was charged in Broward County last month with soliciting roughly $800,000 from DeAndre Baker of the New York Giants. Um, so I, I guess all of this started at a cookout in, in Miramar, Florida, back in May where witnesses claimed that three men showed up and robbed the guests at gunpoint, making off with something like $70,000 in cash and jewelry. And the witnesses initially identified two of the robbers as Baker and then Quentin Dunbar of the Seattle Seahawks. It is not, it's not clear to me why they were convinced that the robbers were these two NFL players, but they both were charged and eventually the charges were dropped. But Anyway, so so this attorney was working for the alleged victims and the the case against the players unraveled pretty quickly as the victims and the witnesses started changing stories or just they just would stop cooperating with the prosecutors altogether. And so the whole thing kind of fell apart. And then it came out that this attorney, William Dean, had was was trying to get Baker to pay each of his clients $266,000 in exchange for changing their testimony. But at this point, all the charges against the players have been dropped. Now he's been arrested. And it's just this whole, I swear, only in Florida. You know? Um, but I, yeah, there's there's a lot of details about that situation that don't really make sense. 
namely why these guests at this random cookout were convinced they were robbed by NFL players. I don't know if they actually believed that or if they if the whole thing was, you know, aiming to extort money from these people. I'm not really sure. Um, Maybe they were wearing those authorized NFL jerseys that you can buy for like $75 and the confusion is natural. Sure, sure. (laughs) So I guess uh, I do have have another election related one. Oh. Um, I know I had, I have to talk about it. I have to. Um, Florida attorney under investigation after he said he's moving to Georgia to vote. Um, <laughs> so again, like Andy said, decide if you're going to be a lawyer or a pundit, because <laughs> this is some, some idiotic stuff happening here. Um, so in a speech to Bay County, Florida Republican party on November 7th, attorney Bill Price announced he was changing his voter registration to vote in the upcoming runoff elections in Georgia. Plus he offered to let other, other people And keep in mind, this speech was also posted on the group's Facebook page. So potentially a lot of people saw this and he gave out his brother's Georgia address and said, I'm changing my voter registration right now and I'm inviting two million people to be my roommate. And I I, I just I guess he forgot that registering to vote in a state where you don't intend to permanently reside is a felony. Yeah, Find find law has a blog post about this. Uh, We do. Yes, we do. Um, He later told Fox News that he was joking and only filled out the online registration to, quote, expose Democrats who were trying to vote illegally. So, (laughs) okay, that sounds. (laughs) Yep. You got me, man. So funny. So funny, man. It's great. To be clear, all all my lawyers were joking, too, just for the record. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's joking. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So... That, oh, I just, I just feel like as, as an attorney, you shouldn't really have to follow anything with like, lol, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just don't, not in an don't, official capacity. Don't do that. You know, we, we went, we went to so much schooling. We, we paid so much money to be somewhat taken seriously by society. So just don't do this stuff. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's really frustrating. Um, but I have one more. And it's from someone that I've actually talked about before. Uh, I wanted to talk about the Florida Grim Reaper oh, strikes nice. again. <laughs> I was hoping. So you, this is a good. I know. This is a nice one. I love. This is a I good like one. This one. I enjoy this one. This one like warms I said, my soul. You know, the first I, I covered this many episodes ago. Uh, I think it was the same as the toilet flush episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> so if you haven't listened to that one, check out. I think it's called Toilet Flushes: The Grim Reaper and Law Student Prospects. Um, from back in May. So you might, if you did listen to the episode, you might remember Santa Rosa beach attorney, Daniel Olfelder, uh, who made headlines this spring by visiting Florida beaches dressed as the grim reaper, um, in an attempt to remind folks of the deadly risks of COVID-19. Then he sued Florida governor, Ron DeSantis to try to force the closure of public beaches. Um, and so that's, Sort of where we're at in his story now. The circuit judge ruled against him, and now he actually might be facing sanctions from the Tallahassee-based court where he filed an appeal. So I kind of feel bad for him, because I feel like he's trying to do the right thing. Scientifically, the science has since gone on to kind of prove his theory wrong about beach closures. Hmm. I'm sorry to say. I mean, you know... 
as awesome as, out- as awesome as the Grim Reaper costume is. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, that is true. You know, the the costume is great, but also, yes, we do know now that the risks outside are much lower than they are in enclosed spaces. Um, I will say, I will note that the trial court, even though they ruled against him, they did indicate that they thought he was acting in in good faith. Um, they said, you know, he brought up an understandable concern here and is seeking what he believes to be an appropriate response to the crisis. Um, but uh, attorneys for the governor are calling for him to be sanctioned. What are that? What kind of sanctions are they calling for? I th- so, yeah, frivolous lawsuits, I guess, or a frivolous appeal. Um, has to if he's going to stand on the beach, it has to be in his lawyer's costume of do- dockers and a blazer. <laughs> it's not. Of- it's not about the Grim Reaper costume. <laughs> it's about his um, his lawsuit against the governor and. I guess they they seem to think that he should have given up after the circuit court. That sounds a little harsh. <laughs> yeah, but I did I did see pictures where I think it was his daughter was with him, also dressed as the Grim Reaper. <laughs> so That's there great. were two Grim Reapers, and I mean, you know me, I I'm a theater kid at heart. So if there's costumes involved, I'm here for it. <laughs> That's some good bonding family time right there. Father yeah. daughter beach day, dress yep. up. Go to the beach. Complete with a hood and a sight. Yeah. <laughs> Just standing on the beach looking like an absolute dope in a Grim Reaper costume. I love it. Like <laughs> looking like the ghost of Christmas yet to come. Yeah, like, this guy this guy should great. be this guy should be president of the Florida Bar Association. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna say lawyers are humans too, right? We all we all have <laughs> mm-hmm. the capacity for nutso behavior as well. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what have you done, Can't Allie? Do a... <laughs> like, like, what have I done? <laughs> somebody's, yeah. somebody's, yeah. Fighting, <laughs> somebody's fighting awfully hard this week for the lawyers. <laughs> no, but I do have good stories from practice I won't share on air, but where I've had to make some arguments that I wasn't particularly proud of. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, you find yourself in a situation sometimes, I think, that you weren't necessarily anticipating um, mm-hmm. you know, and obviously if you have to counsel your clients in those moments, but also represent them as they should be represented. So I don't know, I guess maybe that's where it's coming from. I can see how sometimes it goes south. Not yeah. that I've done anything, you know, to get me disciplined or anything like that, but just, yeah. Did your just for men ever run down the side of your face during a <laughs> closing argument? No, I did have to. Uh, give, uh, I had to go to a, a hearing with pink eye and wore sunglasses in court. No. Oh, yep. yes. oh no. That was yes. awful. I feel like you've told us about yeah. that before. So, oh. and I had to explain That's why awesome. I had sunglasses and it was mostly just to not gross everyone out. But we had this hearing scheduled for six months. Oh. I couldn't reschedule, you know, like I couldn't do that to my yeah. client. So I had to go in and mm-hmm. be gross. <laughs> I have an actual legal yeah. question then. In court, did you have to use the term conjunctivitis <laughs> versus versus like pink eye or doo-doo eye? Or... Because we require accuracy at all times. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I think I said pink eye. Okay. Yeah. It's more colloquial mm-hmm. when you go in the district court level. You know, it's, yeah, okay. it's folksy. Right. It's folksy. <laughs> it's folksy. <laughs> so I have a hard time believing we're going to do better than pink eye, but... 
Andy has one more segment and <laughs> I think that you might be able to, <laughs> you might be able to give us something even funnier than Allie in court with sunglasses on. No, no pressure so, though. <laughs> I'm building you up. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's end the year strong. <laughs> well, I think I think we need to wrap up the year with a very special year-end edition of Thumbs Down. Um, yes! <laughs> it's been so long. It's it's <laughs> it's and it this one actually kind of ties into the theme of lawyers behaving badly. Um, <laughs> and I know it's been a long time, and I would like to apologize to our listeners because after establishing <laughs> this most popular segment of the show. Um, <laughs> The the pandemic kind of brought um, production of new shows to like a screeching halt. And we were uh, left with a dearth of no new legal network dramas this fall. I was mm -hmm. folks. I was doing the work. That's not a very by <laughs> folks, <laughs> folks, <laughs> I was. <laughs> I was doing the work. I was looking. I was scouring listings. Yeah. I was reading the 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 Hollywood dirt sheets and whatever. Um, so for our year end edition, I I went older and turned to the silver screen. Um, so you know, for this uh, final edition of 2020, I watched the long lauded 1982 Paul Newman legal drama, The Verdict. Just directed by the all-time great Sidney Lumet. This film was nominated for five Oscars, including Best Picture and Best Adapted Screenplay and tops many best-of lists when it comes to legal cinema. That being said, with its place in like the AFI list, the Oscar lore and everything, thumbs down. <laughs> oh, <Emphatically>. no. Emphatically. <laughs> I have no idea what I watched. Um, <laughs> well, that's your first problem. Yeah. <laughs> so this film centers around alcoholic ambulance chaser, Frank Galvin, Paul Newman, who takes on a medical malpractice case involving a young woman left in a coma because of an anesthetic error during childbirth. Um, you know, classic, you know, little guy, set up for like a legal courtroom drama. Um, and from here, I think it's just a re it's just a display of one bad lawyering technique after another. Um, <laughs> we first start with Frank declines a handsome settlement offer from the hospital, which his clients had instructed him to take. Ooh. He oh, did. He well, did. That's rule number one. <laughs> he didn't haggle with them about it. He was in this uh, in this meeting with the hospital administration alone, without his clients, and he simply refused the settlement. Um, Frank then loses his star expert witness and replaces him with a doctor of questionable creden credentials who proceeds to make an absolute ass out of himself on the witness stand <laughs> in court. <laughs> It was utterly perplexing watching this unfold. <laughs> like, because this isn't based on a true story, but so I'm just, I'm left there. What the, why would someone write a legal drama to, to <laughs> unfold like this? 
Frank Frank and his partner then discover that Frank's new girlfriend, Laura, is actually a mole paid by the high-priced opposition to seduce him. Frank punches Laura square in the face. Wow. Oh, my God. Now, this is, you know, this was 1982, but I... That being said, the way the film treats that bit of business is a little alarming, even for the time it was made. Um, That part, I mean, that part alone kind of brought the wheels to a screeching halt for me. He just punched her in the mouth and you're kind of left to be like, and you're like, Frank, no, what are you doing? No, somebody call the cops on this guy. Like, I'm supposed to be rooting for this yeah, guy, right? right? This was the guy you're supposed to be rooting okay. for. Um, and then also, despite having the evidence of this betrayal in the form of a check, Frank pushes forward with the case instead of seeking what is an obvious mistrial. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is this guy's problem? He o- Does he know he's I in a movie? I was just going to say, he, he knew it was make a it to two hours? Yep. Like. He, yeah, yeah, he ultimately catches <laughs> this was made in 1982. So spoilers from here on out, folks. Sorry. Um, he ultimately <laughs> gets a big break when he discovers a former nurse who admits that a crucial paperwork error in the woman's admittance was covered up after the accident and that she had made a photocopy of those admitting papers, which she brought to her with her to court. But Because it's a photocopy and because the judge is a pro-corporate hack, the defense gets the evidence and the nurse's testimony tossed. So literally, that's it. (laughs) Sorry. Expert witness witness is just, just utterly humiliated and has declined a settlement and, and the testimony of someone who was actually there and could attest to an error being made, her testimony is, is stricken. Jury is instructed not to consider it. So now is he going to release the Kraken? <laughs> Frank hey. releases the Kraken in an impassioned closing argument, which is probably the scene that many people have seen in like classic cinema clip compilations or whatever. And the jury decides, no evidence, no expert witness. Let's give the plaintiffs more than they sought. The <laughs> the end. <laughs> well, did they play some dramatic music, though? Because sometimes that's the jury's yeah. cue. No, there was no dramatic. There was some haunting hmm. Sidney Lumet-esque music so in this. So is it mm. just that it didn't age well, but it would have been good early 80s? Or it's just... I just, there's the, the, you know, in Philadelphia, (laughs) Denzel makes a, builds a strong, compelling case Mm -hmm. for why Andrew Becker, Becker, Beckett, Beckett, I can't remember Tom Hanks, Beckett, yeah, should win his lawsuit. This is, I, I've just, you're left to literally watch a legal, a total legal clown show by a dr- <laughs> by a drunk who is str- who is on his last 
legs as an as an attorney bumble his way through a case for two hours, and then he wins. <laughs> <laughs> for for reasons that it's I guess are unknown. Yeah. All you need all you need to be a lawyer is a steely gaze and dramatic pauses. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yep. Paul Newman yep. has those in spades. <laughs> Evidence be damned. Now, I got to bring this home. So, because... So Let's do it. <laughs> too enthusiastic thumbs down for the verdict. <laughs> but to wrap up the year, I think it's only right that I do still hand out some thumbs down awards. All right. now, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I think we I think we all know where this one is going. I don't. I'm excited. Let's see. Worst show, worst portrayal of the legal profession, worst butchering of the legal process, worst acting, worst supporting acting, worst direction, worst cinematography, worst writing, worst music, worst most obvious virtual si- virtue sig- signaling, and sassiest dialogue all go to the now mercifully dead and buried Bluff City Law. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Bluff City Law! Casserole. With the, with the exception of a lone line conflating casseroles for being intimate. It's been a long time since I've come across a show this wretchedly stupid that isn't even fun to appreciate. And it will be very hard for 2021's worst to top this one. <laughs> but I know Hollywood will try. And I'll be out here watching it, so none of you have to. As a fellow Midwesterner, <laughs> I find it troubling that you say that Hot Dish is not romantic. <laughs> <laughs> it's called <laughs> Hot Dish. <laughs> 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 I I don't even know I, what to say to that. that <laughs> I kind of want to hear you I, say it, though. I want to hear you say the line, Andy. <laughs> All right. I got divorcees bringing me casseroles. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, no. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I have to wrap it up, don't yeah. I? Unfortunately, you do. Bring 2020 <laughs> in. Bring it home. I will bring it in for a landing here. <laughs> well, it's, it's been a heck of a year, and we've had a great time making this show. Um, whether you are just joining us for this episode or you've been listening since the beginning, thank you so much for listening to Fine Laws Don't Judge Me. Please subscribe to our show wherever you listen to podcasts. <laughs> And if you'd like to reach out to us, send us an email at podcasts at tr.com. Best Adapted Screenplay and tops many best of lists when it comes to legal cinema. I've never seen it. I've never I'll be seen honest it with you. <laughs> Is it really Sidney um, Lumet? Why did I think it was Lumet? <laughs> oh, you, you cut it off. You, I was in the middle of rendering the verdict. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. That's fine. <laughs> Stupid questions I have. <laughs>